Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Heather Hommel, and I help MFR therapists to start their MFR practices or to grow the practices that they already have, and to do that with ease and fun and support. Today, I have the honor to interview one of my one-on-one clients, Jennifer Riles, Jennifer is the owner of Fascial Connection in Chandler, Arizona. She's a PTA and an LMT. And today's episode is going to give you a lot of insight into what you can do when your worst nightmare happens (laughs) with a client interaction. And Jennifer's going to talk about her story with this and how she handled it and why it just like wasn't even a problem. So welcome to the podcast. Jennifer, did I leave anything out describing you to the audience? (laughs) Sounds great. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, welcome. Okay. So a little background, Jennifer and I have been working together to get her MFR business fully booked. She's set her prices. She's got her space. She has her online booking. She posts on Facebook. More and more people are finding her and she's starting to have experiences with clients that sometimes let's just say sometimes experiences with clients can leave us confused and can also cause us to think things aren't working or that things are going wrong. Last weekend, we chatted after just such an event. Jennifer, do you want to tell everybody kind of like what happened? And then we'll talk about everything else as after do we hear about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I saw a client, I'll call her Susan. That's a pseudonym, not a real name. <laughs> She came in to see me for back, neck, and pelvis pain. She had tried chiropractic and massage before, and I had done a 15-minute phone consultation with her before she came in, and I talked to her about what to expect, and I told her to communicate with me openly throughout the session. So she came in, and she seemed fine. We talked about you know, what the session would look like. I talked to her and did some education about sleeping positions and things that could help her pain that way. So I did the session with her and I went over the self-care at the end of it. And 39 minutes later, I got a text and it was from her and I'm going to read it for everyone. So they know why I was a little surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, so I should back up for a moment and say that her mom had received MFR in California and her mom referred her to MFR because her mother had had great results. So I think she came in maybe with a little different expectation than what I was trying to communicate to her. <laughs> yeah. We never know so, what our clients are thinking when they come in, right? Like we, right. Just, we don't always know. Okay. Tell us the text message that she sent you. Okay. So now it'll make more sense. So she said, so I'm not sure this is for me. I honestly feel like my money was wasted. My mom's experience was completely different than mine. And I'm pretty disappointed. Okay. Yeah. So what did you think when you got that? text message? Like how did 
pretty shocked and surprised. You know, I do encourage my patients to communicate with me throughout the session, whether they're having physical or emotional feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's also a question on my intake form is to ask them to communicate with me during the session. So I was really shocked. She seemed fine when she left. She didn't communicate any issues that she had had or any feelings that she had during the session. So I was really surprised to get this text. Yeah. So you got the text. Then what did you do? I felt shocked for a minute. <laughs> and then yeah. I took a screenshot and I sent it to you because you're my buddy in this process. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Heather, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So now that you're like outside of the situation and we're looking Mm -hmm. back at it, when you're like kind of looking down at yourself, observing yourself, having this interaction, Mm -hmm. was that like one of your biggest nightmares was to get a text from someone that said like they think they wasted their money or did you ever imagine that happening? No, I mean, it didn't make me feel good. That's for sure. So (laughs) I felt shocked initially. And then after I sent you the screenshot, you know, you said, let's talk about this when you get home. And I was driving home from my clinic and thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm a terrible MFR therapist. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm not cut out to be a business owner, but that train of thought lasted about three seconds because we, we have worked so hard on thought work and beliefs and that train of thought before coaching would have gone on probably for several days (laughs) and it shut it down really fast. I said, this is just one person having some feelings and saying some words, this does not mean anything except her experience. Yeah. And so what action am I going to take about this? Yeah. Like, how do I want to show up? Like you got to totally take a pause and decide how you want to show up for her and how you want to show up for yourself too. Cause you had a right. lot of options there. Like you could have gotten super defensive. You could have mm-hmm texted her back like defensively or angrily or however you wanted to feel right. Guiltily scared, all those things. You could have chose to just ignore it too. Right. Yeah. So we ended up chatting, which is like part of the deal. Like when I'm your coach, I'm pretty much available to you all the time. (laughs) Right. Yes, you are. (laughs) And so you sent me that text. I saw it and I was like thinking, okay, this is probably something we should chat about on the phone because I want to really hear where your mind is at. And I don't want to wait until your next session. So we chatted about it. And the thing I remember like from you, like the feeling I got was you were not like freaking out. Like you weren't crying. You weren't like devastated by it. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like you were surprised that you weren't devastated by it. Right. Yeah. I think before coaching, I automatically would go into defensive mode when a a negative comment would have come my way, you Mm -hmm. know, like that. And I know now from coaching that it's okay to not respond to everything like it's an emergency because most things are not an emergency. It's okay to take a time out, take some deep breaths, really think things through, think over your options and how you want to respond and the wording you want to use and then move from that space. Yeah. So we chatted and you decided you were going to call her. Right. Yeah. And, then, and I was thinking so about happened? that. On the way home. Yeah. I feel like with coaching on the way home, I was thinking about what is my response going to be to this? And then I kind of had it formulated when I talked to you, because it takes about 20 minutes for me to get home from my office. So it gave me some time to kind of think of things over. And that kind of had it confirmed with you when I talked to you, like, is this 
thinking right? I mean, like, what do you think about it? Not whether it's right or wrong, but yeah, <laughs> you know, do you think it's an appropriate solution? And I knew I had to call her. I couldn't just let that go. That's yeah, just not the route I want to take. <laughs> yeah. We talked a yeah. lot about like, how would you want to be treated in that situation too? Like if you had a complaint about something and you were honest enough to tell someone how you felt, how would you want to be treated? Yeah. Because I think it takes courage for someone to communicate something like that too. Yeah. Well, and I think it changes like your point of view too. When you start to think about them having courage to tell you those words, instead of thinking about like, these words are hurting me or I'm offended that they have this thought about me. Right. Because that text Mm -hmm. message is basically just her thoughts about the session. It doesn't make it the facts or the truth of it. It's that's her truth. That's her belief. Right. And you and you have your experience of it at the same time. Obviously, like your experience and her experience were not congruent. Mm-hmm. And you were like, instead of being defensive, you were just curious about how you could help her even more. Right. Yes. So I did reach out to her. And surprisingly enough, she answered the phone. I wasn't sure that she would, but she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how did that go? Like, what was your thought before you got on the phone with her? Was it something like, I can handle no matter what she says, or I know I can help her more. Do you remember kind of what you were thinking? Yeah, my thought was mostly just, you know, where did the expectation not align with the reality of the session? So I was just really curious about what she had to say as far as that went. Okay. So I I just said, you know, I've never had anyone say this before, and I want to make it right with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I related it back to my own experience as a client. You know, I said, when I was a client, I didn't really feel like the first session did a lot. I didn't feel like it was much work. I mean, your, your experience might be different, but my experience was that. And it took a few sessions for me to really notice a difference. Mm-hmm. And your experience may be the same. It may be completely different. But I want for you to understand that if you don't feel like it's doing a lot that first session, that's okay. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just means that's your experience. Yeah. So you know, I asked her, were you expecting it to be more like massage? And and what expectations did you have that were not met? And she told me that her mom told her that she had increased pressure during her session from her therapist, and that they had massaged her core and her stomach. And I said, I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what this therapist did. Mm-hmm. You know, because some therapists may be trained by john, they may be trained by other MFR therapists out there. Yeah, they may massage therapists who integrate some MFR techniques. I mean, I don't know who this person is in California that's working on her mom. So I can't speak to that experience. Yeah. And Susan also said that she felt angry when she left and she didn't know why. And I interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And I explained to her that that's normal for MFR to bring up feelings and that we don't have to make sense of them. And they just are what they are. They're just feelings. Yeah. And I told her that was perfectly normal. And I did offer her a free session if she okay. wanted to come and try it once more. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll think about it. I haven't heard from her since, which doesn't really surprise me. But, you know, I did offer to help her more and to try to increase the understanding of what John Barnes MFR is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love how you handled that. I love that you took the time to pick the phone up and call her not knowing if she would even answer the phone Mm -hmm. and you took leadership over like, you know, you're the therapist in this role, you know, you can help her if you're able to answer some of her objections. 
And even if you can't overcome her objections and she doesn't come back for treatment, you've still done everything you can do. And like you left it very clean, you Mm -hmm. know? And also I think allowing someone to walk away with like a bad taste in their mouth about MFR, like we don't always know, right? This lady like let you know, and then you were able to speak to it more so that maybe instead of like her going on and saying something negative about it, she's just going to be like, oh, I had a misinterpretation of what I thought I was going to get. Right. Yeah. I didn't want her to think that MFR was, you know, the same for everyone or the same for every therapist. Every therapist is going to have a different technique. And I didn't want her to have a bad view of MFR. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to make sure that I was continuing the tradition that therapists before me have had of providing a caring environment, an open environment, even if she decides never to come back and never to try MFR again, I still want her to have positive feelings about her experience. Yeah. And I think you having positive feelings about the interaction, because we can't Mm -hmm. control hers, right? Like is enough. Like your caring about it is enough. And now even like outside of this situation, like this already happened. Is there anything you would do differently now with like the next client that comes in? Like, are you going to have even more awareness around this? Like, would you ask different questions? Like, what have you learned from this? Yeah, I think an important open-ended question to ask new clients is what are you expecting so we can be on the same page? Yeah, that's good. That's really good. That question right there could be the difference between having clients rebook, 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 and having a lot of one-ofs, right? And that's one of the things we go over in coaching is like that whole ability to evaluate client interactions, not just Mm -hmm. waiting for bad ones, but like evaluating everything we do so that we can figure out what works, what doesn't work and what we can do differently next time so that we can catch any kind of thought error or errors in our practices the first or second time, not 15 clients in. Right. So... It's a learning experience. I've been in business for six months and I've learned so much. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been, yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been like this beautiful love affair with your MFR business, right? Right. <laughs> right? Sometimes it's like frustrating and disappointing. And like, it seems, you know, I think it's one of the questions is like, when is this ever going to like work? Mm-hmm. And you've had the experience in the last few weeks of the thought work really clicking in for you. And I think you even told me like your husband can tell a difference. Yeah. After I had talked to Susan on the phone, I uh, talked to my husband about it because he was gone to the grocery store when all this was going on. So he didn't know what was happening until he came in the door and I caught him up on what happened. And, you know, I talked about it for a couple minutes and then I said, okay, I'm done. We can enjoy the rest of our weekend now. And He just seems so surprised by that because before coaching, I would have carried this with me for the full day and probably for three or four days after that, I would have been so stressed and in my head about it, but I was able to handle it and just move on. Yeah. It's beautiful because you don't have to hold on to pain or painful situation or make it mean anything went wrong. Like you just made a decision. Nothing's gone wrong here. This is not a measure of what's to come in the future. This is just this moment in time. I'm choosing to handle it on purpose. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing too, right? Like you could have just ignored that for several days, and like not responded, right? And then festered and got more upset or 
decided to ignore it. Like you had so many options and you chose a really like to function from a really clean space where you're like, I am in service of my client Mm -hmm. and I am curious and concerned about what is going on here. Handle Mm -hmm. this and move on. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of the adult thing to do. I feel like coaching is teaching you how to be a grown up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's true. Like our uncoached brains, like most of us are not coached and we function just fine, can function at an even higher level with coaching. Like there's way less drama, Mm -hmm. even though the same amount of dramatic events are happening in our lives. Like we just don't subscribe to the drama channel about it. Right. I don't even know if that's like a good explanation of what happens, but I say this in other podcasts, like before coaching, I always thought life was happening to me mm-hmm. and I was always just reacting to it. After coaching, I'm happening to my life and I'm responding to things. I no longer like have these like high intensity reactions to things. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't think about her or think about that interaction a couple more times over the weekend, but it wasn't in an obsessive way. Like it would have been before coaching, you know, I would have been having all these negative thoughts running through my brain for hours on end. And now it just, you know, it crossed my mind and I thought about it for a minute and that was that and I let it go. So yeah, it's so much more refreshing and relaxing to be able to have that approach to your life instead of having all these thoughts in your head and not knowing what to do and your body's getting tense and it just carries over into your marriage and everything else. So it's great to be able to just handle things and then just let it go. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Like I'm really, really excited for this interaction. I mean, like I never want any of my therapist clients to suffer in any sort of way. Right. But because you've had this interaction, now you know, like literally the worst thing has happened. <laughs> like I, I imagine that's like on the scale of one of our biggest fears is that happening. So now it's happened and you survived and it doesn't matter. Like it's not going to stop you from creating the business that you want. It's not going to stop you from selling MFR to other people or welcoming new clients into your clinic. Mm-hmm. It's just like not a problem. Right. No. And it's a learning experience and you just take what you can from each client interaction. I mean, every client interaction is an opportunity to learn and to do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was coaching someone else last night and this is her biggest fear. And she's transitioning from massage to MFR only. And now like everything is in motion, right? Like all of her massage clients know, and like the transition is happening. And that kept coming up. Like, what if someone doesn't like what I have to offer? Mm -hmm. And some of that was like creating for her, like hesitation in starting hesitation in make going forward with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's like, I can't hesitate anymore because like everything is in motion. So it is happening. And my brain is freaking out. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you're normal. Like (laughs) we all are going to like go as far into the discomfort as we've ever been before. And then we butt up against that ceiling where we don't think we can get any more uncomfortable or we don't want to. So we want to stay smaller. Mm -hmm. But when you are willing to bump up against that ceiling and break through it and be uncomfortable, just be willing to feel any feeling, right? Your business grows faster. You grow faster. Problems aren't problems. You're making decisions on purpose. And you just keep going. And that is how you build your business. It's with that momentum of continuing to go Mm -hmm. instead of someone said words to me and now I have to quit. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's an extreme though, being extreme 
uh, response. I think. Yeah. 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 But a few months ago, that might've seemed really normal. Like, oh, people just don't right. know this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's normal to be scared. I've been scared for six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's getting but better though. Like your, your scared level is like a different tone to it or a different color to it. Right. It's not right. the same level of scared as you were six months ago. Right. Yeah. It's a more relaxed scared. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. I like to focus on the thought of like, this is happening. Everything I'm doing is working. Because of course, like Mm -hmm. even in my business, my brain likes to freak out and say, you know, all kinds of stuff (laughs) when I can focus it towards what's reality, which is this is happening. Like it's happening, whether you want it to or not. Now at this point, (laughs) the train has left the station feels better. Like clients are coming from everywhere. Like all those thoughts that we can have that create those more confident feelings versus what can I think that's going to create a lot of anxiety for myself? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's, it's really been a learning process for me is learning how the actions do follow the beliefs. They really do. Mm-hmm. If you believe you're going to be fully booked, you're going to take actions that take you there. Yeah. 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 And you're going to be scared and that's okay. I was afraid to call Susan. I thought, what if she yells at me? What if she swears at me? And then I thought, I'm still going to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you've heard swear words before. You're not so delicate, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say a lot of them myself on a routine basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's healthy. Yeah, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I think when someone says something to you like that, I think you revert back to like a childlike state. Like when your parents used to yell at you, or if you ever got called to the principal's office, I feel like we just kind of go back to being five years old again for some reason. Yeah. You know? And I think too, like a part of us, when someone says something to us, when, when part of us agrees with them, because it's our fear or whatever, then it has more power over us. I think you were able to interrupt that where you didn't agree with what they had to say. So it couldn't actually hurt you. Mm-hmm. And you were like a hundred percent in service of the client. Like you didn't have to agree with what they said and you could still serve them to the best of your ability and help them to the best of your ability. And right. you didn't have to agree with what they said. Mm-hmm. And that's like the magic. So you get to apply that to anything in your life, any other event like that, someone says something to you and it's upsetting. You don't have to agree with it at all. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes someone said words to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is very powerful. Yeah, it is. I know even my husband says he's seen a change in me since I started doing coaching because now I just, I deal with issues and then that's that it's done. Mm-hmm. It's just how you function now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like impressed with my level of functioning. I'm just like, wow, like Heather in 2021, like, is, <laughs> like just handles it and Heather right. in 2019 didn't really have her shit together. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. Right. I got as far as I can go on my own and that's okay. Yeah. I think we all need to stop for a minute and give ourselves some kudos because we're out there and we're being grownups. It's hard. (laughs) It is hard. And and we're learning and we're putting ourselves out there. I choose to look at it as exciting more than scary. I mean, yes, it's scary, but it's more exciting for me now than it was when somebody coaching. Right. I love that. I love that. And I think too, like, okay, so everyone that listens to this podcast is either having an MFR business or thinking about having one. And I think one of the biggest fears too, is that leap from wanting to have and having, and Mm -hmm. what if it doesn't work out? And what advice would you give to people that are just like right on the edge of maybe they're thinking like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to 
talk to Heather about coaching or I'm going to try to do it on my own? What would you say to both camps? I would say it's very hard to do on your own. I mean, there's the logistical side of starting a business, which really probably anybody can do if they have the fortitude to fill out a lot of legal forms and spend a few dollars getting licensure and everything like that. (laughs) But that is not what it takes to run a business. Yes, you can get yourself set up with everything that you need, legally speaking. But when it comes to the process of garnering clients and working effectively and communicating effectively with those clients, coaching has helped me beyond measure. I've been doubling my my sales every month since I started working with you. And that is success that I'm going to continue. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm already so excited about the doubling every month. And like the doubling of that number is just going to get bigger and bigger, <laughs> which is just, yeah. it's so fun. Like it's just, The momentum is here. It's unstoppable now. Right. And what I love is that the coaching sessions are recorded too. So now that I'm starting to understand the thought work and it's really starting to get in my head, I can go back to those earlier sessions and rewatch them. And they're completely different to me now than they were at that moment in time. Yeah. It's like when you take an MFR seminar, but you take it again Mm -hmm. and you're learning it. It's exactly the same, but you learn it differently because you're different. Right. Yeah. It's, it's more internalized now. I mean, you know, I was so frustrated for so long. Like, I don't get it. I don't like doing these models. I don't yeah. see the painting. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like I was the most hard-headed client that you have ever had in your life. <laughs> no, you're not. But I love it. Like I knew the look in your eye and I knew like the tone of your voice. And I kept telling you, this is like probably on your recordings, like one of these days, like this is just going to click in. You just have to keep going with it. Keep trying at all. Cause some of the weeks you're like, I'm not doing it at all. Right. Like I refuse, I'm resisting. And then (laughs) I was like, there's going to be a moment where this just clicks and you are going to understand it. You're gonna have so much clarity and it's all going to make sense. Uh And that's basically like what happened to you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was listening to another podcast you recommended and they use the example of women dating losers. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how if you believe you're only going to find losers and your actions are going to support that. And they kind of went through the whole model. And they use the exact same words that you say, but yeah. for some reason, using a non-business example, like all of it just fell into place right then. And I said, oh, I, I can see how that would happen and how you would date these people. And then it just felt, I said, oh, well, how can I think about that for my business? And it just all clicked in that moment. And it's just been wonderful ever since to experience that eureka moment. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Like whatever causes the clicking over, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what it is because once you have it, you can't unlearn what you've learned now. You have it forever. Right. So that's good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and like being willing to share your vulnerability in what's going on in your practice. I know this is going to help other therapists, especially therapists that are like, this is their worst fear. And to hear someone that's survived it and like, let's be honest, this isn't the last time something like that will come up, but Mm -hmm. it's the last time that it's your first time. (laughs) Right. And you've got it handled now. Yeah. I highly recommend your coaching program to everybody because, like I said, my response before coaching would have been very different than what it was this past weekend when I actually had to deal with the situation. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's fun to be your coach. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. And for anyone else who's listening, I am 
still open for coaching clients. So you can book a what is possible call on my website and get scheduled today for your free consult. We'll go over where you are and where you want to be. And I'll let you know how I can help you best. So until next week, we'll see you later on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.